0: Be sure to join me every week as we interview sales leaders and entrepreneurs from around the world. We will discuss best practices and ensure that you leave motivated and inspired to take action. Now, let's enjoy today's episode. Catapulting Commissions family, what's up, team? Welcome back to this week's episode of the Catapulting Commissions podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Garcia. So, Guys, I got to be honest with you, like 100%, if you're listening to this show right now, whether you're watching YouTube or you're listening to the audio version, hey, I just want to say thank you. Really, here's the deal. This is the fourth year that Catapulting Commission's podcast has been going. Now, when we first launched the show, I remember that very first episode that was released. Seven downloads, just seven. Pretty sure I was five of them. And to think that we're here four years later or launching into our fourth year, still publishing content, still having guests reach out to be on the show and expanding our footprint, not only nationally, but globally. I just wanna say thank you. So if you've been part of this family from the beginning, I love you 100%. Thank you. If you're new to me, I love you too. Here's the deal, guys we're gonna to continue to push great episodes great content, and it's not stopping. That was my biggest fear when I launched this podcast was, is it going to be something that, hey, I gave it a shot? Hey, I tried. Um, And it hasn't been. It's truly been something that we've invested a lot of time and resources. I have an audio production team. I have a video production team. I have a social media team. Um, So it is definitely has been an investment to bring this show to life. And I'm proud to say this, right? I have rejected several opportunities for advertisers to join the show, not because I don't uh, want the advertising revenue, but because some of the um, advertisers that have reached out weren't really in alignment with what we do and what really alignment with the vision I have. And the beautiful thing about this is it's 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 my production. It's my show. So I can say yes, I can say no. And the following that we've developed on this show, the audience we've developed, you know what? It's authentic, it's organic, it listens. And so to you, I love you guys. So do me a favor here. If you are enjoying value from the show or you've enjoyed value over the past three years, knowing we're going to the fourth year, do me a favor, man, reach out to us on social media, share a favorite episode, go, be sure to click a review, leave a review on Apple, leave a review on YouTube, let us know what your thoughts are. Excuse me. So today's show is going to be a solo episode. I'm going to break down some stuff that has happened. And the premise of the show today is I want to share with you my following the five mistakes that I have made since this show has launched. And the five mistakes that I have made are applicable to you, the sales professional. If you're selling something, you will learn something from these five mistakes. If you're a small business owner or an entrepreneur or one of my clients, you will learn something from this episode. If you're just here to get the motivation, you're going to learn something from this episode because I'm going to share with you the five mistakes that I made in my business and in this podcast over the past three years that we have, I don't want to say we resolve, but we've definitely made some uh, resolutions and some adjustments to not make them in year four. And so for those of you that have been following along, catapultic Commissions came to life fully at the start of uh, 2020. So let's go 2020, 21, 22. Yeah, 23 is the start of year four. Um, The concept for development started late 2018. Spent 2019 uh, building, designing, putting together the frameworks and launched 2020. Since then, if you would have told me, hey, you're going to launch a successful, consulting business, podcast, have your own media production, and still be here four years later, I'd have said, ha, I hope so. If you would have told me that it would have executed the way I had spent the entire year planning, I would have bet my life on it. The truth is, that's not the case. There's a lot of mistakes, a lot of zigs, a lot of zags, so let's break them down. All right. First mistake we made in bringing catapulting commissions to life, failing to pivot quickly. You see, when we brought this business to life, there was a set avatar, there was a set program, there was a set revenue model, and this is what we're going to do. Now, I am a big believer in identifying your client avatar and solving that problem for them, 100%. Like, like anybody who's worked with me, anybody who's retained me, if you've listened to my content long enough, you will know I'm 100% dialed in. Find the one problem you can solve for the one person you can solve and do it over and over again until someone pays you for it. Here is where uh, that mistake for my business was made. I fell in love with the avatar that I created. And I fell in love with the problem that I created. And while that avatar needed help with that problem, and it was true, I had picked up some clients on this original avatar, I had picked up some revenue from it, as COVID came to life and the model of selling changed because the original model, the original approach with catapulting commissions was to help with the sales professional, understanding the ups and downs, achieving sales goals, and really, really refining sales skills in a pre-COVID world. So I put a lot of effort into working with that avatar. After COVID hit, and in the middle of COVID hit, my avatar slowly evolved. It went from just the B2B sales professional to the B2B sales professional, med device sales professional, and the service-based professional. And then it evolved again to that same group B2B, medical service based professional to service based entrepreneurs. And it slowly evolved to the biggest group following me were salespreneurs, was the term we coined. Sales professionals or entrepreneurs who make majority, if not all of their income, from selling a service. Now, as I saw the avatar evolve and the message that I was sharing started resonating with one side of that avatar. Coin better than the other. You see, the, the world of sales changed a little bit, right? The door-to-door pounding the pavement, the, the, the skills that we had developed pre-COVID had to be refined and, re- and finessed in post-COVID. And those skill refinements were also applying to my new avatar. I didn't pivot quick enough. I was like, no, this is who I'm going to serve. This is what we're going to discuss. And, and these are the skills that are applicable. And it really came to life when I started looking at my business model and saying, how am I generating clients? I had pivoted in my own personal way of generating revenue. However, I didn't pivot my company. Like, I didn't pivot the marketing. I didn't pivot the website. I didn't pivot the funnels. So because I failed to pivot quick enough, I definitely suffered. And I ran some campaigns and I ran some some programs that we put a lot of money in the ROI on that was either breaking even or there's a few programs that we lost money on. So that was the first mistake. We did not pivot quick enough to the changing demands of the marketplace. I don't blame the avatar, I don't blame the problem, I blame myself because the marketplace evolved and I didn't pivot quick enough. My question to you is, are you pivoting quick enough to the demands of your marketplace? What has changed in your marketplace and if you're still trying to do something the way we've always done it in the past, you're losing 100% without a doubt. <sighs> Guys, I'm going to need you to edit some of this out. I'm recording this post myself post-COVID, so my oxygen levels are low. <clears throat> I know some very successful corporate professionals work for one of the largest organizations in the world, and they are stuck with doing things the way they've always done them in the past. And because they're stuck that way, their sales force is slowly turning over. Their company morale is starting to change. And you have a few people at the top that are saying, no, this is great. This is great. This is great. But the majority is saying, hey, we're not pivoting quick enough to meet the demands of the marketplace that's changing. We're doing things the way we've always done. And with honesty It's only a matter of time before we get passed by competitors. If that's taking place in the corporate world, that is definitely taking place in your small business world. That's definitely taking place in your individual sales world. So be sure you're pivoting quick enough to the demands of your marketplace. That's mistake number one. Mistake number two, man, I'm kind of embarrassed to admit this, but I wasn't paying attention to cash flow. Now, it's really funny, right? The name of my company is Catapulting Commissions. The name of the show is Catapulting Commissions, right? Everything is based on generating and getting commissions. I didn't really pay attention to the cash flow, right? Cash flow is the lifeblood of any business. However, many times I would overlook it. Uh, I would avoid doing or reviewing my P&L with my bookkeeping team. Um, I would avoid looking at invoicing. This led to some serious problems, right? I punted it all off, had someone else in charge, and never really followed through. So, yeah, I lost some revenue because we didn't continue to, uh, we didn't have a successful invoicing system. And not paying attention to cash flow was difficult because I self-financed catapulting commissions. So, in terms of business expenses, I was very comfortable with, oh, well, if catapulting commissions didn't make enough money, I would throw more money into the account. I would throw more money into the account. And I would keep, funneling and feeding the growth of catapulting commissions through my own blood and sweat and tears, through my own revenue sources, through my individual uh, income sources, through my investments and different things of that nature. Now, would I do this over again? You're damn right. Like I 100% bet on myself, right? I share it with my wife. I share it with my parents. I'm going all in. So either catapulting commissions is going to be a success or I'm going to go bankrupt. Like I'm not, I'm, there is no, there is no, hey, this may or may not work out. With that being said, because I had that mantra that I was going to go all in on it, I never really looked at the financial side of catapulting commissions. I didn't pay enough attention to it. So it wasn't till, man, maybe two years in that I started paying attention. And it wasn't till really this past year where I was really like, okay, let me take full control Of this financial picture, every dollar out of my business is it an investment in my business, and how long will it take for me to get it back? And so, we did a lot of beta testing with marketing. We ran through different marketing campaigns. I've I've interviewed and worked with several different agencies. I've done a lot to try to ensure I'm paying attention to this cash flow. So, how does that apply to you? Well, I had a really successful salesperson reach out to me the other day, and close colleague of mine, and asked me for a loan. And it wasn't a small loan. It was a substantial amount of money. And during our conversation, I'm like, <clears throat> gotta be honest with you, you, you just shared with me, you know, a month ago, you were on pace for your biggest income year ever, which was close to a quarter million dollars. How do you not have money? Like, where, what, what is happening here? And his response was this. I got so used to getting large commission checks that I lived above my means within the amount I was making on those large commission checks. And when I had a bad month, I wasn't able to sustain my life. Then when I had a second bad month, I had to leverage some credit cards. And then when I had a third bad month, I wasn't able to pay the credit cards. And so now I'm really financially strapped. And to hear that happen from a very successful person that I know, and by the way, I did share with this person, I'm going to share the story on the air, so don't think, oh my gosh, you're throwing this person under the bus. I, to you. Like 100%. If a business owner is not paying attention to their cash flow, one of the first things that I do when I consult my clients is, how do we cut off the fluff, run efficiency, and maximize revenue? For you, if you retain me and you're like, hey, I want you to help me individually, I look at the financial picture for you. Are you living above your means? One of my earliest mentors in my life screamed at me, for years to live like a college student, I never forget. I was 22 years old, making over six figures. I'm like, this is the life. This is awesome. Bought an Armani suit and Armani tie. Like, just because I thought I made it. And man, that was that was a rough lesson. So, be sure you're paying attention to your cash flow. Right, you can utilize various resources. There's automations, but 100% um, hire an accountant, a bookkeeper, and continue. Meet with them on a weekly or monthly basis, whatever your situation may be, and ensure you're looking at your cash flow as the lifeline of your business or the lifeline of your home, because that's exactly what it is. Third mistake I made was <laughs> I ignored the customer experience. I hate saying this, because it's 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 something that I've had a lot of pride in myself. But in today's marketplace, attracting and retaining clients in my type of industry. Incredibly competitive, almost to the point where I personally have to ensure my company over delivers and undercharges. And when I first started uh, gaining clients, I was like, Man, do you know who I am, what I've done, how much value I can bring? And so I was really trying to, for the lack of better words, I was trying to get top dollar without exerting or without putting out a lot of effort. It was almost like I was giving people just enough to keep them happy. And that really hurt me. So what I did was I would give somebody just enough to make them feel like they got their investment back. So if you hired me for for a coaching program or you came and and you invested 10 or 15 grand or 40 grand, depending on, or even more, depending on your commitment within uh, my company, I ensured you received that amount of value. Like there was, that was it. The problem with that is that customer experience, that's kind of the bare minimum. And it didn't realize that until one of my largest consulting clients came time to renew for another 12-month commitment. And we. this is a full-fledged consulting relationship. I'm with these guys, you know, via Zoom twice a week. I'm with them via Slack daily. Like I'm really Engaged in their business. And when it came time to renew, I had to realize that in order for me to retain these guys, because they've gotten, they could pretty much run their company without my guidance. I have to take some time and over-deliver. And so when I started doing additional things above and beyond the normal call, the normal aspect, and I was like, I was nervous. And I did this out of, I need to continue to retain this client. So the 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 two months prior to our, our renewal date. I was like, I'm going to do all this, this, this. It was such a reflection to me to hear them say, this is the best investment we've ever had. And when I asked them to explain to me, it was all the most recent stuff we did above and beyond the call of duty. So for you as the sales professional entrepreneur, don't ignore your customer's experience. Overdeliver under promise. So I really have revamped. All right, here's an example of the of the customer experience. So we launched the Catapulting Commissions Academy late last year. <clears throat> I hate I hate saying this. All right, first first round kind of flopped. Uh wasn't a success, ran into some challenges. Uh, as of right now, as of this show recording, yeah, we're net negative on that academy buildup. The software, the infrastructure, the programming, the ads. And here was the problem with it. The customer experience was exactly what I described. I was giving somebody just enough value to get their money's worth. We revamped the academy. We've done some beta testing. Reached out to a few colleagues and said, hey, will you beta test this with your network? Will you beta test this with your audience? And the response since then is incredibly overwhelming. Almost to the point where we've changed the catapult and Commissions Academy to saying, come one, come all, to, hey, we're going to limit this to a small select group. We're going to go through an application process because here's the deal. If I plan to over-deliver and give you a significant amount of value, I need to make sure it's the right fit. I need to make sure it's people I want to work with. So I sat down, we created this, the revamped Academy and said, okay, what are the problems this avatar is experiencing? And how do we overcome them, right? Can I just educate you? Can I do it for you? Can I do it with you? Or can I train somebody to do it for you? Well, in the academy, we cover all three of those. There's components in the academy where it's done for you. There's components in the academy where it's done with you. And there's components in the academy where we train somebody to do it for you. So we have taken that academy and said, hey, instead of just telling you, here's what you do, here's what you do, we're actually doing it for you. Example. CRM management, customer relationship management. So many of my small business clients don't have a CRM system that they're proud of, don't have a CRM system that they use effectively. They don't have a CRM system that helps generate revenue. So my team said, okay, how do we fix this problem? Well, we took our own CRM system, went through all the kinks on it and said, okay, what did we like about it over the past years? What did we like about it and what's effective? Worked with several clients through their CRM system, kind of did the same research and said, okay, I'm going to create this CRM system in my program. And now when you come through the academy, we implement part of that CRM system for these clients. Total game changer. That alone is worth the price of joining the academy, but it definitely improves that customer experience. So for you, how do you change your customer's experience? What can you over deliver? What can you give this person of additional value that says, I want to keep working with you? It's like this. When someone says they work with me, I never want them to have to look anywhere else. Simple way to do that, overdeliver. <clears throat> All right. The fourth mistake I made, uh, and this one I keep making. i got to be honest, it's kind of embarrassing. I've, I've released a few blogs on it. Um, here's the deal. I neglected my own well-being, my own mental health. I got so focused on catapulting commissions. I got so focused on building programs, developing a speaking career, putting out good content, getting engaging content, getting downloads, getting reviews, and just consistently saying, I'm going to do everything for the company. I never took some time to do anything for me. It took its toll on me. I'm not going to lie. There are times that I have sat up at night on the verge of tears saying, what in the world am I doing? I did this, this, and this today. I took no time for myself. I didn't go to the gym. I didn't do this. I didn't do that. And it it, it ate me up. I neglected my own well-being. Then I continued to neglect my own well-being by the food I ate, the drinks I drank, the the outlets I utilized for stress relief. It was just a consistent spiral. This led to burnout. There's times where I sat and I was like, you know what? I'm not going to respond to anybody. And so now I build up all this. This marketing funnel, this all this activity, and I'm like, I'm just so burnt out, I'm not gonna respond to anybody. And then I have an assistant team that helps manage all these channels, and they're reaching out to me for some feedback, and I'm like, I'm not gonna respond to them either. That's kind of embarrassing. So uh yeah, I neglected my own mental well-being. I could tell you what, I haven't done that, you know. I would say within the past four, five months, it truly was a choice to say, okay, I'm gonna make the biggest investment in my mental well-being. You see, you heard me say earlier in the show, I bet on myself. Well, what that means is if I'm a bet on myself, I'm a bet big, really big on my mental well-being. Because here's the deal. If I come to this situation, this journey of entrepreneurship, this journey of salesmanship, and say, I can't afford to fail because, and this is my true life story, I have a family of five. I have Multiple multiple homes. I have investments. I have uh, you name it. I have it. I can't afford to fail, and so since I can't afford to fail, I didn't. I, I changed my approach. That I'm gonna stop operating out of fear that I can't afford to fail, and I'm gonna start operating out of I'm gonna feed my mental well being because I know my, my mental well being. Me when I'm mentally at my strongest, I cannot lose. Right? I cannot lose. I'll lose momentarily. I'll take setbacks. But me and my mental strongest, I know that I will persevere through really any obstacle and find success. When I sacrifice my mental well-being, those obstacles seem like definite ends. They seem like I've reached the end of the road. They seem like I'm going to lose. And that is when I made the switch. So I'm no longer neglecting my own well-being. How does this apply to you? Well, if you're listening to this show right now, you're already investing in your well-being because you're finding ways to consume content that helps give you positive thoughts. There's other ways, right? Not only through podcasts and correct content. Don't believe everything you believe on social media, like 100%. I would say 85 to 90% of the shit you see on social media is is false and fake. Um, I have met social media millionaires that are millionaires on social media but can't get a credit card for $5,000. I've met social media millionaires that can't afford an apartment. Two million followers, multiple common club awards through, through click ClickFunnels, can't put up enough scraps to, to get an apartment. I have met social media millionaires that, with all honesty, they don't want to run into the wrong people because they have done things ethically incorrect. But on social media, they're perfect. They're influential. They're great. So I'm just telling you, right? Make sure the content you consume is accurate, authentic. Um, I have really, really looked at some of the successful entrepreneurs that I admire, respect, some I know, and the level of authenticity they bring can't, it cannot be ignored. And you see the level of success they have. It can't be ignored either but they're not here selling you this fake vision. They're just showing you into their real life. So, right, ensure that when you try to consume content to feed your well-being, it's content that's accurate, authentic, and it's appropriate to you. The other way to feed your well-being, right, the foods you consume, the exercise you do, You know, right? If you you missed my podcast episode, I'll put a link in the show notes. I'll put a link down on YouTube. I did a, a podcast episode with my own CrossFit coach uh, late last year, or yeah, I think it was November of 2022, uh, maybe October. And in that show, we discussed the impact of physical fitness on mental well-being for high performers. Go listen to that show. All right. And the last one, mistake that I made. I failed to develop a support system that was in alignment with where I was at in my entrepreneurial journey. So... This is really weird for me to say because when I wrote the book Catapulting Commissions, I talk a lot about this, circle of, uh, this, this power circle of influence, the people who are around you, right? And you have to have a support system. And I have a support system. I've had a support system really this entire journey. Where I made mistake. <clears throat> excuse me, where I made mistakes is As my business grew, as my skills leveled up, as the opportunities leveled up, the network of resources that I had and the people that I utilized, at a certain point, I was embarrassed to say, hey, I'm making these mistakes. Hey, this isn't going right. And I was really good at lying to my resources. And that was the worst thing possible. That was the, it was bad. It was bad. So I finally had to sit down have a, have a, a, a great discussion with the coach and just said, Hey, look, I'm just, I'm, I'm not going to hold anything back. Here is the statistics and analytics for my business. This is where things went wrong. What in the world am I looking at? All pride, all ego aside, rip it apart. And from that day, my business has only gone one way. My ego definitely got shattered that day. Cause I was like, Oh my goodness. You're making me feel like I don't know what I'm doing and I know what I'm doing. But the analogy that was explained to me is this. It's like my business, my growth was inside of a bottle. Bottle of soda, a bottle candy bottle, whatever you want to pick it. Even though I'm inside, I couldn't see the wrapper on the outside. And I needed someone to take a look at the wrapper on the outside. And so that really held me back that I didn't, that I, I kind of got embarrassed to go to my resources with areas I was failing in. So. What good is having a power circle of influence if you're not going to share the stuff you're struggling with? For you, who's your power circle of influence? Who is helping you achieve your high income goals, your high potential goals? Like who is there? You have to be honest with these folks and say, hey, here's where I'm messing up. I try to hide it. And the only one that got hurt was myself. It delayed certain areas of growth in my business. And I got to be honest with you. Had I come to this this circle of resources that I utilize and said, hey, I'm struggling with this concept. It's not making sense. I, I don't know if this is a home run, but I'm going to run with it anyways. I would have saved a lot of money and a lot of headache. But you live and you learn. So those are those five mistakes I've made since I've launched Catapult and Commissions. I didn't pivot quickly enough. I didn't pay attention to cash flow. I ignored the customer experience. I neglected my own well-being, and I failed to utilize my resources properly. For you, look at your journey of your entrepreneur journey, of your sales journey, of your growth journey, and don't be afraid to say, here's the mistakes I've made, and here's how I improve from them. Write them down. Look, we all make mistakes. We're all going to fail at times. We're all going to hit challenges and obstacles. You're not alone. You're only alone if you don't look for help. So what do you guys think? Am I alone in this? Have you experienced some of this? Let me know, right? If you have any questions on this or you're concerned about this, let me know. Reach out to me. You can go to the new website. It's the same old address, anthonypgarcia.com. Bunch of resources right there. Get connected with me. Love to book a call. Hear what's going on in your business. And I am excited to see you part of my family for 2023 and beyond. So, to Commission's family, this is the part of the show where I tell you, you know what to do. Smash that like button. Be sure to subscribe, comment below, let me know your thoughts, and be sure to have your notifications on because the guests we have this year are phenomenal. Like, you are not going to want to miss an episode this year. I have guests on my show that I can't even believe I got to book with me, so we are going to have some fun in 2023. Hey, four years long, or going into four years, three years long, three years strong, over 250 episodes. I'm glad to have you guys here with me. Let's keep it growing. Catapulting Commissions family, that does it for today's episode. If you found some value, please be sure to head over to iTunes and leave a 5-star rating. Don't forget to subscribe, that way you're notified of new episodes. If you want to see the video portion of this podcast, head over to YouTube and look up Catapulting Commissions podcast. Finally, if you want a free copy of Catapulting Commissions, be sure to text the word HELLO to 661-228-8967. Again, text the word hello to 661-228-8967. Thanks for listening to the show. I'll see you next week.